I'll sum it all up in one word, authority. Authority, I love if it. If you can become the authority in your local marketplace, people will bring you all the deals. All the deals will come through you. Hey everyone, Jamel Gibbs here. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, I have another special guest all the way from the Bama. He's been wholesaling for quite some time. And I know just a, a couple of years ago, he's been crushing it. I actually met him a few years ago in a mastermind. We became really good friends over the years as well. And I know that he was absolutely crushing it. But at this point in his business, he's starting to make a transition into another form of business, which involves real estate investing. And we'll talk about why this is so important for you today, uh, why it's so beneficial. I'm not going to spill the beans, but is it's really important for you to understand what my good friend Brian Tripp is going to talk about on today's call. Brian, what's up, man? Jamel, I am so honored to be on your show. And I, I just, you know, heard, you just told me that I'm following up Ron Legrand. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm honored to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ron Legrand is a, uh, Ron Legrand is the man. I'll tell you that, man. But uh, I'm sure you're going to provide a lot of great value, um, which is part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show anyway, man. You're just a great guy, a rock star, and uh, just absolutely crushing it in business, period. Everybody knows who Brian Tripp is at this point, believe it or not, man. So you're, you're, you're a rock star, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, here's the thing about, you know, I appreciate you saying those words, but man, I just follow in the footsteps of the people that came before me, the people like you that I've been following for a very long time and all the other guys and just emulate, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Just emulate what the people before you did and, and just follow in your footsteps, man. I Absolutely, appreciate you. man. Well, I appreciate that. And um, just looking forward to having a great call and, and providing some great content today. Let's so do why it. don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Brian? Yeah. So I got my start in real estate in 2012. And at really, I was just, you know, I was driving down the road. I heard, a, you know, the little radio ad come on. What I heard was Robert Kiyosaki is coming to Birmingham to speak. And I'm like, oh, I remember that Rich Dad Poor Dad book. I want to I go meet Robert Kiyosaki. Lo and behold, there was no Robert Kiyosaki. It was a seminar pitch. And, and I, but I went through their program. I didn't know anything about real estate. I learned wholesaling. That's when I first learned about this, 2012. And just went and took the little bit of information that they gave me, ran with it, became on fire for it, devoured anything and everything I could get my hands on, and just went out and just did it. 45 days later, I did my very first deal, made $10,000. And it changed my life because it changed my thinking. $10,000 is probably not going to change anyone's life long-term, but it changed my thinking. And that was the most important thing that happened because I kind of, you know, my, my story is kind of weird. You know, my parents got divorced when I was real little and, you know, just kind of fought um, fear and insecurity and all these things my whole entire life. Never thought I could be rich. Never thought I wanted to be rich. I resented wealthy people and when that, when that, I got that check, it's like this little switch went off inside of me. It's like, you know what? I can do this. I, I can have things and, and be, you know, and I was the 30 year old living in my dad's basement playing video games till 4 a.m., you know, and just, and that was my mentality until I just really got on fire for this real estate thing, went out and had success immediately. It gave me the confidence to, 
to keep it going this long. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. And around what, what time frame was this? He said, uh, what year? Summer, summer of 2012, 2012, man. So you, you were obviously able to create a lot of success within a relatively short period of time. Um, now when, obviously you started with the rich dad, poor dad, same way I started, I actually read that book. Uh, I think I was a junior going, going into uh, my senior year in high school. I read that book. It was right around 1998. Now I graduated in 99. So uh, right around the, the, uh, the ending of the school year, 1998, I read that book. That was the first book I've ever read from, paid, from cover to cover. Wow. And because I, I hated reading. I liked math, yeah. but I hated reading. But um. Long story short, it helped me to change my thinking. And I, li- I like the fact that you brought that out as well, because um, uh, your mindset really is everything when it comes to whether yeah. you're going to succeed or not. The way you think and the people you surround yourself with, which is really, really important. And I, <laughs> I can't wait till we, till we start talking about that on today's call as well. So, so you jumped into real estate investing around 2012. Uh, you made $10,000 on your first deal uh, and you got the bug. What happened next? Well, what happened next? I was a division one college basketball coach. What happened next? I did that deal in the first of October, 2012. I had to go away. I was two and a half hours away from my home to coach basketball. So I was gone for six months, came back. um, The coach retired after winning 500 games down at Troy, Alabama. They call it LA, lower Alabama. So Troy University is where I was in 2012, 13. Coach retired. I didn't have a job. So it's like, hey, you know that real estate thing where I made that money? Let's see if we can do this again. So I went and bought a, bought a six unit that summer and started fixing up, learning that side of it. And I, what I quickly realized is that was all I could do. That's all I had the money to do. That's all I had the credit to do because I didn't have a whole lot of anything. Tap so I'm down. like, how do I get more money so I can invest and do more real estate? Well. Hey, you know what? That wholesaling thing, that, that, that thing I did where I made $10,000, maybe we should try that again. So it was that next spring, the spring of 2014, where I decided to go all in on wholesaling. And in a, like you said, a relatively short period of time, 14, 15, and 16 into 2017, really about three and a half years, did almost 500 wholesale transactions, really blew it up. I don't know of anyone in our area that was doing more volume than us. We were on TV, radio, billboards. I mean, the, obviously the direct mail, we had more bandit signs. I had this red bandit sign and the last four digits were two, 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 two. And I'm telling you, our phones were blowing up. We had a four, the, where I'm sitting right now is where we had a four person call center, just taking calls from leads. And we were just, the, the problem though, Jamel, I don't know if you, how much you want to get into this. This is my story. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk. The problem is I didn't know and understand how to build a business. It was mainly me. I had, I had some employees, you know, that I was, you know, but I was the guy and I was running on all the appointments. I hired an acquisition person, but it was still, everything came through me. I was dealing with the buyers. I was going to the closings and I was just running myself ragged and we were doing really, really well, but it, I got burned out instead of actually trying to learn how to build a business. I was like, you know what? I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So you burn yourself out, man. You know, it's kind of funny. I mean, we have, similar the way i got started in real estate 
I mean, I, I kind of grinded myself into the ground by 2006, 2007. I was young, but I was already burned out, you know, and, um, you know, I, I totally understand exactly where you're coming from when you're, when you're the one wearing all the hats, man. Yeah. It wasn't until I met a, a, a friend of mine named David Oswald. He's in uh, New Jersey. Hmm. He ended up uh, kind of introducing me to outsourcing. And this was, we're going back over 10 years ago now. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like it is today where you can, you know, uh, I mean, there's so much stuff you can automate in your real estate investing business these days where um, you can literally allow people and systems to do all the work for you. Right. And you take care of five to 10 percent of the business. Uh, I didn't know about that stuff back then. I'm sure you were probably in that position as well. I had so this is probably what gave me a lot of success quickly, and it was probably what led to burnout. Was I had total ton of tunnel vision. Gotcha. I wasn't looking at anyone else. I didn't care about anyone else. I didn't care about competition. I wasn't looking at mass national masterminds and looking at what the national people were doing. I was like, this thing's working. We're making money. Whew, blinders and just I was blind to everything. Let's get it. <laughs> so, but but it, it kept me focused, and we did we did a lot of real estate. I just didn't understand that there are a lot of flaws in my business model from a business standpoint. Understood. So, but we took that money, we reinvested that money, got up to 77 rentals. Uh, my wife was working a job at the time. She was making great money. So we didn't need any of the money I was making off real estate. We didn't need it to live on. So we were just plowing it back into buying real estate. We, we, were, we were up to 77 rentals. At, at wow, man. Before I started so, selling some, yeah. So 77 rentals, how long did it take for you to acquire that, that many rentals? Yeah, like, like two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. That that's perfect, man. Um, and from from the time that you started, you said it took you forty five days to do your first wholesale deal. Yep. Um, and that was after attending that seminar that you went to. Correct. You learned about it. What I love about this story is you didn't waste any time. You know, totally. you you really went out there and just took action. And what that tells me is, uh, and this is something that that's important for us to tell everybody that's listening, is you know, you've heard me say it before. You've heard Brian say it. At the end of the day, you have to take action. Information is great. And attending these, these uh, podcasts are great. But at the end of the day, you have to take action. If yeah. you don't take any action, then uh, you're going to continue to be uh, an information hoarder. And you're not going to be able to get yeah. to where you want to go in this business, correct? Well, Jamel, I think there's a lot of fear there too, right? People are like, okay, you know, I see this person doing it or I heard that, you know, I heard you talk about it. I heard you basically explain the whole thing. I mean, you can go anywhere on YouTube University and learn how to wholesale, right? Correct. It's not it's not hard. I mean, the, the process of it is pretty, pretty simple, um, but it does take a lot of hard work and tenacity. I think where people get tripped up right there is they, they do have a fear. There's a fear that, oh, well, it might not... A lot of it comes back to the mind, right? right. Uh, well, maybe it won't work for me, or maybe, or maybe there's going to be an objection. There's going to be they're going to say something where I'm not going to know the answer to it, and you kind of get paralyzed. And that's a part of it. So you can listen to and read anything and everything, but until you actually do it, it's never going to happen. I don't know if I've ever had a, multiple wholesale deals go exactly the same way. Like every deal, kind of there's a little nuance here and there. So even you, Jamel, you've been teaching this stuff for so long. 
just because someone listens to everything that you say, there, there could be a tiny little scenario that pops up that you wouldn't even think to even mention. Mm -hmm. And that's when you just got to get in the fire, just jump in the fire. There's really not a whole lot that can go wrong when right. it comes to whole, if you're talking about wholesaling, what can go wrong? Really, um, you you could embarrass yourself. Mm -hmm. You could um, you know put your foot in your mouth. You could you know, but like legally, there's really just not a lot of you know ramific negative ramifications. So yeah, just do it. And here's here's for me. I can really just speak for me. I was so just hungry and pat I, like everything I was reading. I could not read enough. I was so just wow, this is brand new to me. I've never heard of this before. And I just went and went and went. Started. Someone said, get on Craigslist. You know, it, you get, on, get on Craigslist today. And it's like, it's probably not the same, but like I was just getting on Craigslist. I was picking up the phone and I didn't know what I was talking about, but after a while, you kind of get it. You get and, it. And th there's no substitution for just doing it. Yep. And it all comes, like you said, man, you gotta get out there and just do it. So you made the transition from wholesaling into building a rental portfolio. You got passive income coming in. Uh, how did you make that transition? Well, they were kind of going um, hand in hand simultaneously. Um, when I really got burnt, you know, here's the thing. When you get burned out or when you stop wholesaling, you don't just stop wholesaling. You know, there's still leads and marketing that's still out there and people know you. So I'm doing 10 to 20 deals a year, not even trying. Mm -hmm. Just be just off of obviously, you know, we host meetup groups and things like that. I'm out there. My name's out there. So people contact me anyway, but I did 20 wholesale deals last year and I did not do spend a dime on marketing. It wasn't trying to do a wholesale deal and I still did 20 deals. So, awesome. so I'm, I'm not really in real estate per se, but I'm still doing deals, but I didn't, I never really made the transition, I guess, to, to answer your question. Um, when I stopped, when I cut the marketing off is because I bought a, a 59 space mobile home park. So that's the majority of our rentals, you mm -hmm. know, the economies of scale. It was one deal and it was 59 units. When I did that in December of 2015, December of 2016, um, that's when I kind of stopped putting all my focus on that and started focusing on more of the rentals and then more of the education, more of the meetup groups types of stuff. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Awesome, man. So you made the transition. And all of this is really, I mean, we're, we're talking over the past, you know, eight years or so. And, you know, we met in, I believe it was either 15 or 16. You were already crushing it in your market at that point. Uh, we met yeah. at um, that mastermind. I can't, right. uh, do you remember when? Yeah, it would have been because I started doing the education stuff in 2017. So it would have been December it would have 2017. Been yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, a little over two years ago. Yeah. And I, I ended up putting a, a halt to my uh, seminars at that point, I believe in 18, um, because I was, dealing, I was dealing with a lot of things. My mom was, was sick. She ended up passing in 17. Yeah. But then um, we decided that we were going to have another child and just a lot of things going on. And uh, I ended up putting a halt to, to, to uh, the seminar business, primarily because it didn't fit the type of lifestyle, lifestyle that I, that I wanted for myself at that point. So, um, awesome story, man. So over the years, since 2012, you know, you've, again, I'm, I'm going to reiterate it again. You, you started off as a wholesaler, you got into uh, residual income and 
ultimately you you mentioned i thought this was interesting you're not even marketing and still doing at least 20 deals a year at this point why do you think that's the case networking there we go building the network out yeah it's it's really interesting how it happens and here's the thing i'm of the belief jamel that most people don't know how to network Mm-hmm. They, they just don't get it. They think that it's, that it's, um, I had, I had one coaching student one time tell me, Brian, I hate networking. I was like, what, what are you talking about? And she said, I hate networking because I hate asking people for things. And I was like, huh, that's interesting that you say that because that's not what networking is. Right. <laughs> networking is not asking people for things. Networking really is building a relationship, to be honest. Correct. You, you, let's, let's, let's bring it down to the very, very base you know, of what it is. And here's the thing. Most people don't want to put in that time. A wholesaler is a hustler kind of by definition. Yeah. A wholesaler has to hustle. Hustlers don't like to build relationships. It, it's, it's a, they see it as a waste of time. They see it's, look, Hey, can do you, are you a buyer? Do you want to buy this? Are you another wholesaler we could do deals with? Let's cut, kind of cut to the chase. And that's fine. And you might do a transaction or two, but where the lasting effects of, of relationship building and networking occur is over time. And it's being able to get, so Gary Vaynerchuk said, that I'm a huge Gary V fan. He said that I heard him say this probably almost 10 years ago where he said, be, I make it a point to be 51% of every relationship that I'm in. What does that wow. mean if you're 51% of every relationship? That means you're giving more than you're receiving, right? Yep. The number one key to networking and building a relationship is to give more than you take. And I would even add a, a kind of a, another component to that. Give without the expectation of receiving. Because as soon as you expect something back, you're going to get disappointed and it's, no, it's not a relationship. It's a transaction. That's right. And so I, I, I'm of the belief that most people don't get that. And if they can get that and truly give without the expectation, you can, anyone can easily do five, 10, 15, 20 deals a year just through the power of their network. And there are obviously some strategic things I do, which we could talk about if you want to, some strategic things I do to um, build my network and make sure people are sending me deals, things like that. Awesome, man. So let's dig into this a little bit. So obviously, the, 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 the brunt of what you're doing today involves networking. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How can the average person, because everybody's not Brian Tripp, right? So how can the average person uh, go from where they are right now, even if they're brand new in real estate investing or if they're brand new in business in general, the average person wanted to get started uh, networking, and, and, and utilizing some, some, uh, proper, some proper procedures in order to be able to build relationships. What are some of the things, what, what did you do? Yeah, I'll sum it all up in one word, authority. Authority, I love if it. If you can become the authority in your local marketplace, people will bring you all the deals. All the deals will come through you. So and that's a question, big word there. That's a big word. So, so how did he, how do how do you become an authority in your in your local market? So and glad we you know, asked. We know Jamel. exactly how to do it, but let, let's pretend that we don't. So Jamel, it's interesting you say that because I actually wrote a book called awesome, "Nothing's man. for Sale: How to Become the Authority in Your Local Marketplace and get, get All the copy. Deals." Okay, and it's seven ninety nine on Amazon. I don't even make a penny awesome. off that. It's as, it's as cheap as I can make it, so people can have it. But listen, I'll, and just so you guys know, I'll link uh, if you're listening to this on the. Uh, 
on on the podcast platform. Um, I'm going to link. Uh, I'm going to provide a link to Brian's awesome. book. Now, is it on Audible as well? It's not on Audible. Not on I, Audible. I, I wrote that. I'm a writer, by the way. Like I wrote this thing. I didn't just like talk. Like this is like legit. I awesome. spent a lot of time on this. Awesome. I'm going to provide a link to Brian's book in the description box on the YouTube page. So all you got to do is go to youtube.com slash Jamel Gibbs and uh, look for this video with Brian Tripp. And you're going to see Brian's face on the uh, thumbnail there and go in the description box of that video and click on a link and you'll you'll be able to get access to to Brian's book. Again, $7.99. This is, I mean, that's just a wealth of information right there for almost nothing. Be, be sure to take your take advantage of that. Appreciate that, Jamel. So guys, authority is so huge. And, and here's the mistake or, the, or maybe the misconception that most people have is you can be brand new, never done a single deal, and you can still capture authority in your marketplace. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you a great example. There is someone in my local market. He read my book. He came to our, we put on events. He came to my event and he's like, you know what? He's never done a deal. And it took him, by the way, it took him another year to do his first deal. So he was patient. I'm going to get to that in a second. This guy went out and started a meetup group just because I I said that's one of the things, that's one of the way, one of the many ways that you can establish authority in your local marketplace. Uh, Start a meetup group. This guy had zero real estate experience. Zero, none, not a single deal. Didn't even know, he was still learning. And he went and started a meetup. It was called the Real Estate Meet and Greet. And he had like two people come to the first one, maybe four or five to the next one. I showed up at one one time to support him. And it took about a year. And now he is one of the biggest wholesalers in our market. And it's because he took the time to establish true authority in the marketplace. It's not going to happen overnight. But once you start with this, and that's one example. There's, there's five or six things that you can do. Um, Jamel, just things that you've done. You, I mean, you're starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast gives you instant credibility, instant authority. You can do that and you don't even have to have done a deal. Anybody can start a podcast. It's, relative, it's so cheap to do. But these are the little things. Establishing authority and once you do that, it's unbelievable how people, they automatically in their minds build you up to be something that you may or may not be, but that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're, you're out in front of everybody, so you must be important. So they're going to bring you the deals. They're going to bring you the private money. They're going to bring you all these things that are associated with real estate that you may not have been able to get on your own without it. And, I, and I'm sure you, you get a lot of, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you countless amount of offers every day you know, from different people. And guys, if I don't respond to an email that you sent to the company, or if I don't, uh, if I don't see everybody's email, it's because we get bombarded with so many offers every single day. Um, and, and that, like, like Brian said, it's because of the authority establishment. You know, one thing that I I've done locally here, uh, when I moved from Pennsylvania back in 2014 to North Carolina, I started a Facebook group right here in my local area. Now we're, you know, close, we're approaching our first 1000 members. I didn't do it, uh, immediately, but I started it maybe a year and a half ago and I don't even promote the thing. I I don't even market it. It just took on a life of its own. Um, but, uh, my, my point in bringing that up is they see my name as the group admin. Um, they see my company as the group admin 
And at the end of the day, that automatically gives me authority. Uh, I become an authority figure oh, yeah. to that 1,000 people that's in that group. So uh, fantastic, fantastic. And you, you've done it as well. You know, Brian and I, uh, Brian started this, uh, I'm not sure if you want me to bring this up or not, but REI yeah. Coaches, Yeah. you know, um, Brian is, would you consider yourself to be relatively new in the REI education space? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I didn't start. I started my meetup in 2017. So look at that. So really three years into it. So you got, so Brian instantly gained credibility and authority in the REI education space. Now, uh, I mean, there is a ton of guys who, who's been in this business. I've personally been in the REI education space since 2006, but there's guys who've been doing it like Ron Legrand and, and guys like that, who's been doing it a lot longer than me. But Brian instantly became a uh, a famous figure in our in our space because he started. He has a podcast, REI Coaches, uh, which is uh, I'm not sure if it's private or not. It's private, yeah, it's private. Just for mm-hmm. just for real estate coaches, yeah. But, but now think about that for a moment. So he came to the real estate coaches. I was actually interviewed by Brian, and um, he in the, he interviews the coaches. And establishes his authority in the marketplace because, it, you know, if, if I'm doing an interview with you, obviously on a podcast, or if I'm doing an interview with somebody else, um, it's almost as if uh, the people who follow you will, will end up uh, wanting to know more about me because I'm interviewing you. Does that make sense? Um, so it's, it's in a, it's in a, in a, it's a way to establish authority in your marketplace amongst your peers, as well as amongst their, their following as well. It's just a, it's brilliant, man. Uh, that's it's so easy to do that these days. I, I don't want to, yeah, you got to jump into that. Yeah. Let me, let me just, I just want to add one thing that what you're describing, Jamel is called the transfer of authority. Mm-hmm. And you see this happening, not just obviously in real estate, but you see this happening like in music. Yeah. You know, maybe there's like an up and coming artist and they put him with, you know, someone who's really famous featuring so-and-so. Or he opens up the show for them. And, yep. That, that as well. So you see, you see this trick. It's like if, if Jamel's been doing this for this long and he's bringing me on me, I haven't been doing this that long, but he's bringing me on his podcast. I get some of your authority. Yep. You're giving me credibility. And, exactly. and that's what this whole thing. So I'll interview you on the REI coaches thing. And by the way, I do all this exactly what you're saying for authority to establish my authority as the guy. We do this through live events. So we put on a big live event, a live real estate investor coaching event for coaches to learn how to be better coaches and better um, trainers and gurus, whatever you want to call it. And we had some of the biggest names in the industry show up at this live event that I put on. It just gives me, it just rises my credibility. And I could, maybe I never even did. Maybe I never even coached. I did, but what if I'd never even coached? You you guys, yeah, so you don't even have to do a deal to start a meetup group. You don't have to do a deal to start a podcast, start a Facebook group. You don't have to have done a deal to do any of these things, but it gives you authority. Yep. When I, when I first started uh, my education business, and this is right in line with what you're, what you're talking about here. So I, I, 
the first five years of me being in real estate, I did nothing but real estate. Around 2006, 2007, I started educating people. 2008 came around and YouTube really started picking up. I started a YouTube page and I probably erased a lot of the older videos because of the quality of the video. But um, if you look at some of my older videos from the 2008 era on my YouTube page, uh, I started establishing that authority. Then I came out with home study courses. Again, establishing authority. I had guys like, um, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had other guys when I wrote my first book, they were promoting my book. Yeah. Um, again, transferring that authority over to me. You yep. see it all the time in affiliate marketing. When mm -hmm. if I send, if Brian has a great program and I recommend that program through an email or through one of my platforms, I'm transferring an authority to Brian. He becomes awesome in, in that regard. And you can do the same thing in wholesaling real estate. Um, you can do the same thing in real estate investing in general. How, how can a wholesaler do it? I'm going to let Brian explain that. Yeah, I, I love the meetup group thing because it doesn't just attract people to bring you deals. It attracts money. And in, in the beginning, yep. that's one of the big fears for people. That's one of the big, you know, I either, I either don't know what I'm doing or I don't have any money. So, and that's one of the misconceptions. You don't necessarily need money. But like if you say you want to start flipping houses, say you want to start buying rentals. It attracts money. When you're at the front of the room, you're in front of the, you're in the front of the microphone, you have just, it's just instant credibility, yep. whether it's, so you're a wholesaler. This is how I like to strategically do it. I love to meet with brand new people who have not done anything yet. I want to meet with them. I'll take them to lunch and get to know them. Again, goes back to that word, that relationship word, build a true relationship with them. And I always end the conversation with saying something like this, look, man, when you get a deal, please send it to me. I'm very interested. I either might be interested in buying it or I might be interested in maybe I already have a buyer. Correct. So, hey, you don't even have to worry about building a buyer's list. You can come to me and I'll help you sell it. And we can split deals that way. So of the 20 deals I did last year, almost all of them were deal splits. I split, I split it with someone who brought me a deal and I already had a buyer. And it's that easy. You know, it, it's kind of funny when I'm, I'm sitting back thinking about one of my original mentors. Uh, no one knows who he is. His name is Steve DiPalantino uh, out in uh, Pennsylvania. So I made a lot of mistakes my first few years in the business. Steve, when I, when I moved to Pennsylvania, he, uh, he owned 120 rentals at that time. Mm. And I just thought that was uh, the most fascinating thing in the world that you can own over 100 houses. Uh, Steve planted in my head, and I was, I was young. I was probably 24, 23 at the time. He planted in my head. He said, you're going to be the most wealthiest person that I ever knew. And he told me that every time I saw him. Mm. Until recently, I saw him again. He said, I told you, you were going to be the wealthiest person that I ever knew. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I don't want to tell everybody, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to put my bank account on the table or anything like that. But Steve basically said that to me and he, he fed that to me. But the reason I bring up Steve DiPalantino is because he transferred his authority from, uh, his pri from, from himself to his private money, to, to me, uh, introducing me to his private money individuals yes. back then. And uh, that's how I picked up my first private money lender so that I can become a rehabber. 
So I started off in a business um, buying and selling houses, obviously. But then uh, when I transitioned into rehabbing houses, it was primarily because Steve DiPalantino uh, transferred that authority to me and just painted the picture for the private money lender. And if it came from him, the private money lender was willing to, to lend the money to me. Same thing happened uh, with a good friend of both of ours, Joe. He, uh, and, and I'm mentioning names. I'm not going to tell you his last name, but <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, he had a relationship just a, a couple of years ago. I mean, the guy is still good friends with him, but Joe transferred authority to me as well. And he introduced me to a guy who uh, had millions of dollars to invest in real estate. And these guys are some of my private money lenders today. I can pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, you know, I have this deal. You know, just recently we made an offer on a 30 unit apartment uh, apartment building. Um, which we were looking to get for about $900,000. And um, uh, they were ready to rock and roll with with the deal. I would have been able to pay cash for it. And it's because Joe transferred that authority over to me. Um, But networking is so, so important. That's why going to events like uh, what we went to back in October, Mm -hmm. um, just, just powerful, powerful events. Um, and joining masterminds and things like that. Just powerful, powerful events to be a part of, to build on your relationship with others while you're still uh, looking to uh, build your personal real estate investing business and build your network out. Because how's the old adage? Your net work is? Your net worth. There you go. You know, so uh, just a fantastic way to to really... um, Uh, get your real estate business off the ground. If you had to give, and this is a question uh, for you, Brian, if you had to give three simple steps that someone can implement today to start building up their network, um, the the easiest and the fastest ways for them to get started with it, what, what would you recommend? Well, first of all, I'm a big believer in live events. Okay. So I I think that real estate is local. That's pretty obvious. You know, what's happening in Charlotte where you're in Charlotte, right? I'm in Greensboro. I'm I'm about an hour away from Charlotte. So what's happening, but what's happening in North Carolina is definitely not what's happening in Alabama, right? There, there's, there might be some similarities, but for the most part, real estate is extremely local. But what I'd like to say a lot, because this is interesting, a lot of people don't think about it like this, but real estate is live. It's live. And that's why we named our company, our, our, our events company, REI Live. Real estate investing is live. It's there are people that are doing virtual wholesaling and cool, and that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to have boots on the ground. You have belly to have belly. Getting with a seller, belly to belly. And I know there's some people that negotiate contracts on the phone and stuff like that, and, that, and that's cool and that's fine. But real estate is done in a live setting. And that's why I love live events. So you said, what can you do? What are some actionable things you can do? One, go to a live event. Like go to your local RIA. And I heard people say this all the time, Jamel. I hate my local RIA. I hate the, the, they're always trying to sell me something. They always try to sell me something I don't need. If that is the case, because look, there are a lot, we all know there's a lot of bad real estate groups out there. We yeah. all know. Then go for the networking. Go in the beginning. Maybe stand out in the hall. I used to do this. I would go to events. I don't care what they're saying in the meeting because the meeting doesn't apply to me. I would go, I would go beforehand, meet, meet some people, 
while the meeting is going on, I'm meeting more people like out in the hallway. And then when it's over, I'm meeting more people. So yeah, Brian, it's easy for you though. You know, you're, you're an extrovert. You, you, you like people. And I'm like, no, I don't. I hate people. It's so hard <laughs> to be around people. But I understand you have, to, you have to develop a commonality with somebody, meet someone for the first time. Get a, so here's what I love to do. If I go to a, a meeting and I don't know anyone, surely I know one person. Maybe if you're brand new, yeah, you might not know anyone. And if that is the case, then go to the promoter. Go to the person whose meeting it is. Say, hey, I'm brand new. Who do you think in, in this room I should talk to? And he'll point someone out. But if you do know someone in there, I, I, I use this line almost, almost every time I go to an event. I go up to someone I know and say, hey, man, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I do. do who in this room do you think I need to talk to? Mm. And, and they'll say something like, oh, well, do you know this guy? Do you know this person? Do you know this person? No, I don't know that person. Oh, man, they're, they're a private money lender. They lend, um, would you make a warm introduction for me? Not just say, oh, you should go talk to him. And you just say, okay, and then you kind of walk up to him. There's no, like you're saying, transfer of authority, right? I, I'll say, will you make a warm introduction for me? Will you actually come up with me and introduce him for me? So typically when I do that for someone, I'm saying something great about this person, something great about this person. And you guys, I think you should talk because of this and this. You have th this in common. It's like, great. And so it's warm and we can, we can skip all the icebreaker stuff, right? And it, we can skip 15 minutes and get kind of right down to business. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Get a warm introduction if you can. I'm trying to give you guys actionable stuff, right? Number two, after you get a warm introduction, ask the right questions and it kind of goes hand in hand, be a great listener. So the right question might be not um, what, you know, can you help me with this? The right question is maybe, um, you know, what kind of challenges are you experiencing right now in your business? And be a great listener. This is how, this is how I built my network. This is how I built my network on that question. What kind of challenges are you seeing right now in your business? And kind of, you know, what, and maybe a follow-up, like what, and what are you doing about that? And if you listen well enough, actively listen and understand nodding eye contact, don't worry about the people that are walking around or maybe trying to tug on your shoulder, your, your eye contact, really, truly trying to listen. You are going to pick up on something. You're going to pick up on, because usually when you ask someone, hey, what do you need? What can, whatever you need or what can I do for you? They're going to typically say, eh, you know, I'm okay, or they're not going to actually give you anything. So I like to listen. They're going to give you the answer to that question, what they need in their response to the question of what's your challenge. So when you're listening, and for someone like me who's pretty well connected in, in the business, I'm listening for how I can add value to them. That's right. Okay. Oh, they, they have a hole in their business and this is their hole. And I, and I love this question right here. Don't ask how, don't tell them how they can fix their problem. Give them a who, mm -hmm. not how can I fix I my problem. Who can help me fix my problem? You go back to the outsource thing and who, so I'm, I'm constantly thinking in my mind, cause I'm a networker, constantly thinking who does this person need to know that's going to be able to help them in their business. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? Have you ever met so-and-so? No, who's that? Well, they do this and da, 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 da. And they're thinking like, oh, wow, that could really help me in my business. Hey, you know what? I'd love to make a warm introduction for you so, so that you guys can feel, you know, kind of get right to the point and maybe be, I really feel like you could help them too in this area and really give value. When you do these things, Jamel, when you do these things, and, and by the way, I'm doing all of this with no expectation. Wow. 
done. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. I'm not expecting them to come back and scratch my back too. It's not about that. It's I truly want to give. And when you do this stuff, they are going to bend over backwards to repay you. It's the law of, of, of um, now I'm getting all my words mixed up, but it's a reciprocation. The law Reci of recipro reciprocity. reciprocity. They're going to reciprocate. It's a natural instinct. You're in the South. I'm in the South. I know everybody listening is not in the South, but when someone holds a door open for you, what do you typically do? You right. want to hold the next door open for them, right? Yeah. It's just like I don't, people don't want to feel like they owe somebody something. Okay. So it's like, oh, you did this. They're almost going to feel like Gary Vee says it this way. They're almost going to feel guilty that you provided them with such value that they're going to want to go over and above. And one of my favorite books in the world is right over here on my shelf. Robert Cialdini wrote a book called Influence. I, I love that book, Six man. Laws Absolutely of, love it. of being influential. And one of them is reciprocity, right? And what he said about, he did all these social studies, right? All these studies of, of just studying people and how they work in their environments. When, this is what he found. This is what one of the studies found. When someone does something for you, it, it places like such guilt inside of us, a feeling of guilt. It's not actually guilt, but it's a feeling that's like guilt that we end up going so far above and beyond to repay by like 70%. Mm. So we don't even like repay like, like dollar for dollar. We go 70% above the dollar in repayment. So what if, Jamel, what if we just made this a part of who we are? Understanding that the law is the laws of the universe are going to work in our favor if we just give. We just give. Give That's and you, you give and without expecting anything back yeah. and you will receive. Believe that. So at the end of the day, it's all about step one. Uh, reaching out and going to events and then uh, having someone, maybe the leader of the group, making a warm introduction for you. Step two, if you want to reiterate that for us was? Yeah, ask the right questions. Be a great listener. You know, make sure you're, the, all the questions are almost like palms up, servanthood, humble questions right. that are about them. Because right. you, you said something earlier about the private money lender, someone introduced you, you know, your friend Joe introduced you and, and, you know, they kind of, tra he transferred a little bit of his authority. But here's the thing about that, Jamel, no one's going to lend you money Unless if they don't like, like you. Unless <laughs> they have to True. like you. Yeah, and we all hear no like and trust, but the key, the key in that no like and trust thing is like. If you are not likable, and, that, and that's one of Robert Cialdini's six um, principles of influence. If you're not likable, they're going to turn you off. Doesn't they don't even matter. Yep. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll tell you this too. That's interesting that you said that because I can't tell you, like, like I said, we receive a lot of offers all the time. I can't tell you how many people, um, they contact us in the office and said, and, and they'll say, they'll, the first thing they do is ask for something for themselves without offering anything at all. Yep. And that just completely turns us off. So I had a guy recently contact us and say, Hey, you know, um, I, I, was in contact with you guys two years ago or a while ago, and uh, I decided to put things on hold. How can we work together now? Um, and the way he said it, it basically, it was all about him and not what 
he didn't even mention anything about bringing anything to the table. For sure. So that's a mistake uh, that I see a lot of people make. People always, especially people in situation, uh, in desperate situations where it, it, they, they may not understand what networking is all about. Uh, no one's going to uh, think about it like this. And, and, and we're thinking about it from a logical standpoint. If I'm already successful in doing what I do without you, what makes you think that, and, and, I, and I don't mean to say this in a, in a mean way, but what makes you think that I'm going to introduce, I'm going to invite you into my world and you're bringing nothing to the table to uh, uh, allow you to benefit from what took me 20 years to build. And that's the kind of mentality that you want. And, and I'm saying that because that's the kind of mentality that you want to have going into the relationship. For sure. Think about what you can bring to help others first before you think about yourself. It may take you a little while to get to where you want to go. You know, I, I, when I was 14 years old, Brian, I used to work in a real estate office and thinking about it, I was an intern. I worked for free in the real estate office so I can learn the business. 14 years old. And lo and behold, a few years later, I got into real estate. That didn't happen on, that didn't happen, uh, on purpose, but it happened. The point in me bringing that up is you guys have to think about other people before you think about yourself. That's what networking and building relationships is all about. What value are you bringing to the table right now? Uh, just because you may see a guy like uh, Brian, who's an educator, uh, who uh, he has these different groups going on, doesn't necessarily mean that you can approach Brian for free advice all the time, right? And I'm sure Brian, it, he wants to give, he's going to provide free advice, but don't go into the relationship with that mentality. Think about what value you're going to bring to Brian Totally. In order for him to be able to be willing to introduce you to his network as well. Am I right about that? Yeah, no, you're dead on. Um, I just, I did a post. It's been about a year ago. I need to bring it back to life, but I, I do, I put a blog out. Um, I have a private uh, group for networking and connections and I put a blog out about every week and I did this long post about how to befriend a millionaire just for someone who's like, don't know. I don't know any. I didn't know any millionaires when I got started in real estate. I didn't know any. And now I know obviously tons and tons and tons, but how do you befriend a millionaire? And a lot of it had to do with what you're saying right there, Jamel, is you have to, you can't just approach a situation or any, any person really with me, 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 me. Right. It's, exactly. you know, I just can't think it. You said you, you work for free. You know, when I got started, you know, we're talking about coaching basketball. I got started volunteering to coach seventh graders. That's how I started coaching basketball. My first job coaching basketball was I was a low-level graduate assistant having to do all the, I had to do laundry, right? Wow. I had to do players, division one college athletes, laundry. Talk about like, and I was 30. <laughs> I was going back to school to get my master's degree. I was 30. It's not like I was like yeah. 15. I was, but I knew I had to pay my dues in order to get that next step up. And, and it's the same thing here. You got to pay your dues in a certain way. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, that, you know, that subservient, I guess, is right, doing someone's right. laundry. But like something simple. I'll give you a great example if, if we still got time, Jamel. Yeah, talk to me, man. So there's a guy in our local market 
who uh, is doing by far and away the most amount of fix and flips in, in our market. It's not even close. Okay. He's just blowing everybody out of the water. He is the guy. When you think of rehabbing, this guy is doing, he's doing almost all of them. It yeah. seems like. I approached this guy when I first started the education stuff and the media, um, putting out videos and putting out content and things like that. I approached him and said, hey, you know what? I would love to ride around with you. So that is a selfish statement because I had something, yep. I had something that I wanted to get out of it. But I, I spun it in a way to where he was going to get something big time out of it. And so this is why how I approached him. I said, I would love to follow you around for a day with a camera and create content for you for free that we can put on our YouTube channel. So it's, you're going to get content because we're going to put you out there. Right. But, but it's going to be on our channel to help us build our subscriber base on our, 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 and he was like, he was kind of, you know, I didn't, I don't know. And this was 2017 uh -huh. when I did this. He's like, you know, you can come on. You know, I like you. That goes back to the likability thing. You know, come on. I don't know if, I don't know if it's actually going to work. This guy in 2017 almost doubled his business because we started wow, putting these videos out. And everybody's like, oh man. And he, and he was a good personality too. And everybody's watching this stuff. And it's in our, in our market locally. Stuff kind of went viral locally. Wow. And, and he's getting all the deals. All the realtors are calling him. All the, all the um, REO agents are calling him, right? All the, all the stuff, the, 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 the probate stuff is going to him. Like he's getting the stuff that's like kind of hard to get. And all these, these agents and attorneys and stuff are calling him. And he attributes it to me doing the videos for, at, for him at the beginning of the year in 2017. And since then, we've done some other stuff together. But he helped almost single-handedly. It goes back to that collaboration thing that, um, you know, him transferring kind of his authority over right. to me a little bit. He helped me launch our meetup group. He attends every one of them to this day. And him bringing in big names like that to, to just, he's there. You know, he's going to be there. You know, that big name's going to be there. That big name's going to be there. Well, everybody's got to be there. So we average 135, 140 people at our meetup group. Wow. Because yeah. of yep. people of authority are there. So this is a way you can spend something. You can, you can be selfish. So I don't want you guys to think that you can't be selfish because it has to be a win-win. There of has course. to be something in it for you too. Um, if you're going to approach Jamel, you need to be willing to maybe do work for free or close to free in hopes of maybe getting a, a deal split on the back end or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I approached it with how is it going to benefit him, but I also knew, and I told him, I was upfront with him, this is how it's going to benefit us too. That's right. That's right, man. Awesome three-step process. Awesome example. Awesome call today. And uh, we really appreciate you taking out the time to be able to do this for us today, man. Jamel, you are incredible. Guys, if you have not subscribed to Jamel's pot, uh, pot, new podcast, you better do it. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Jamel has got some of the, and his Instagram. <laughs> Your Instagram is unbelievable right now. I'm oh, like, I, appreciate I, it, man. I think it's amazing. Guys, make sure you are subscribed to this guy. He is crushing it right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> no, man, but I really appreciate that. And um, I appreciate the shout out. Uh, but more importantly, Make sure you check out Brian's stuff. Brian, if someone wanted to get in contact with you, where, where can they go? You know, um, I, I really, I, know I hate to sound kind of arrogant, and I don't think it's arrogant, but Google me. You know, Google my name. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. Um, follow me on Facebook. It's just forward slash Brian Tripp. Um, I've got a really cool um, real estate networking group. If you want, if you like this stuff about networking, little tips, like, like I said, I put a blog out every week, and it's just uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash REI networking. 
So forward slash groups and forward slash REI networking. I'm sure you'll probably put it in the show notes. And uh, I'm a part of that group as well. Yeah. So so that's where I put all my content. It's free. Perfect. So I'm going to put Brian's group in the show notes. I'm also going to put the, uh, I'm going to put the the book that Brian mentioned, uh, Influence. Fantastic book. I went through it several times. I can't express how fantastic that book is with understanding everything that we spoke about on today's podcast. There's a lot of rules to uh, the the success laws of uh, influence and Robert Caldini definitely hit the nail on the head in that book. In addition to that, I'm going to put Brian's, uh, his book link in the description as well. So you guys can check it out. Nothing's for sale. Brian J. Tripp, my man. And uh, all the way from the Bama doing his thing. But uh, really appreciate you joining uh, us on today's podcast, my man. And if you had to give some some final words, some some words of wisdom from your uh, uh, multiple years of being in business, what would what would that be? Um, let me just reiterate what you said earlier, Jamel. You got to take action. There's too many people who hear, you know, maybe I'll bring the, we're in the Bible belt down here. So I'll bring the, bring the word of God into this a little bit. Awesome. Don't be a hearer of this stuff. Be a doer, right? Yeah, don't doer be, a, the just, word. yeah, don't just be, don't just listen to this stuff. Don't just watch YouTube videos. Don't just read books. Go and do it. Take action. The, it's, it's stunning how many people sit here and just, they're just YouTube junkies. Yep. And they're just, and they're seminar junkies and they don't do anything. Yep. Don't be that 99%, be the 1% that's out there actually taking action. Awesome. Now, one more thing, man, cause you intrigued me, uh, when you, when you, you intrigued my mind when you mentioned it. So you were a D one basketball coach. What school was that? I was at UAB for one year at university of Alabama, Birmingham. And I was at Troy university in Troy, Alabama. Awesome, man. Well. So, and I did some assistant stuff too. Um, so, so you know stuff. a little bit about basketball, <laughs> a little mm-hmm. something. I'm from Indiana, so basketball's in my blood originally. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Indiana's a basketball state, That's man, right. like North Carolina. Perfect, right. man. Hey, it's been a real pleasure having you, man. I had a lot of fun today. And uh, that's what these calls are all about, having a lot of fun and, and educating the people as well. And then giving them uh, real life information that they can take. It's not about being nice all the time. It's about telling you what you need to hear so that you can get to where you want to go. Guys, it's been a real pleasure. And I'm looking forward to having you guys back on the next one. Talk to you then. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.